0: Hey, Fab here. Thanks for for listening again. uh, Before we jump into this week's episode, I I wanted to know, I don't know if you've heard, uh, but uh, Paul and I are launching something super fun, super amazing, super useful for you. Um, We are launching an exclusive sales and marketing community. Um, And best of all, it's free. Uh and you don't need to download any apps or log into any platforms. All you need to do is send us a text message at 438-601-1595. That's it. Just send us a text message and you'll be able to chat with us directly. Uh we'll probably we we have a ton of really fun ideas like sharing some exclusive content uh and things like that to that community as well. So if you're looking to dive a little deeper in sales and marketing, you can even get your specific individual questions answered by one of us, uh, this is the place to do it. Um, Doesn't get better than that. Free sales and marketing advice uh, and exclusive content. So once again, just text us at 438-601-1595. Thanks for that and enjoy the show. All right. Did not mess up the intro this time. There you go. Upwards. I'm very proud of you. Upwards and onwards is the only way to go. Um, hey, Paul, how are you today? I'm great. You? Good. I'm awesome, actually. A little tired, but good. But I'm actually honestly very super, super, super duper excited about this episode. I'm always excited about our episodes, but this one particularly because it's 100% selfish. <laughs> um, but it is something that I've noticed. So I'm hoping and it's probably going to be very sales focused this one. But uh, I'm hoping a lot of sales get value from this because it's something I've noticed with a lot of salespeople. They kind of ask these boilerplate questions and then kind of jump into a demo. And we've talked about like when you should be doing demoing and stuff like that in past episodes. But, you know, I've been doing a lot of calls recently, like really picking up my prospecting and Uh, I've had a lot of, let's call them discovery calls, so you're stage one. And I realize I more often than not, I get to a stage where I'm like, first of all, I get lost in my questions. I don't, not that I don't know what we've talked about, I know what we've talked about, but I get lost in my questions and I get to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I've asked enough questions, like when do I know it's enough questions? And And what I'm really going to challenge you on is to try to get as tactical as possible, or as concrete as possible. Um, And and I know there's no list of questions and stuff like that, and then that's not what I'm trying to get here. But I'd like to get a bit more insight as to I'd like to know at the end of this episode when I know, like when I've asked enough questions.
1: (laughs) Okay. Challenge. Okay. First thing. First thing. No, it's 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 actually a good. It's a very. I'm going to stay high level for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah it's, um, it's a question that a lot of people ask themselves, like, have I asked enough questions? Do I know enough? And the first thing I'll say is the very fact that you're asking yourself that is a good sign. Because that means you're wondering, have I found out enough before I can offer the client a solution. A lot of salespeople don't even ask themselves that. Say, oh, I asked a few questions, I know what he needs, I'm just gonna pitch on. And So first thing, congrats! (laughs) You're (laughs) you're 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 at a good point. You're at a good point to get better. Um, I will get tactical, and there are some things that you want to find out. There are some things that you need to know to see if you can one qualify this person as being someone you can help um, and go forward. And if there's really an opportunity for you to help them or for you to develop the the business relationship that you're trying to develop. And it is hard to know when you've asked enough questions. Sometimes I still ask myself that question. But I'll be honest with you, of all the people I've coached, of all the salespeople I've dealt with, um, 99% of them don't ask enough questions. So usually I'll just say, (laughs) if you think you've asked enough questions, ask another one. Now, you also said something else that's very interesting is you said, Sometimes I get a little lost, or I don't know what question to ask next, and that's also normal because I know you're not a, tip, you know, you're you're kind of new to sales, right? You've been doing sales now what for a year? Yeah, give or you're take. Trying, you're selling your marketing services, but you you started selling your own marketing services what a year, two years ago? Yeah, probably give it
0: give or take a year, eighteen months. Let's call it eighteen months.
1: And and it's hard sometimes to say, okay, I'm trying to find out a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, there's certain things I want to know. And then at one point you're saying, do I have enough? I feel I might be ready, but is this really enough questions? So there's a few indicators, um, that you're looking for. And to start with, from a tactical point of view, what I often do show people is I show them, I, I put up some things that they need to look for. The first thing is when you're having your first conversation, your conversation starter, your elevator pitch, call it whatever you want in that first bit of time the only thing you're really trying to do is book an appointment right or book a continuation right usually you're not going to talk to someone for an hour on the phone the first time you call them if you can wonderful you know if you can have that conversation but usually it's going to be well let's talk again or let's meet again with COVID, it's usually let's talk or zoom again or, or teens again um so what you're trying to do in that first first bit that first you're just trying to book a meeting you're trying to identify a challenge you're trying to pre-qualify and just to see like is there a challenge that I can help them with? Right. So when you do that elevator pitch, which you have talked about before, hi, I'm Fab. I help uh, business owners like you who are uh, unsure or n- not quite attuned to what the best marketing strategy they're trying to use is, um, and are kind of confused about. It. Is it, you know, is this something that reflects your reality? You know, then yes, yes, yes. Then you're identifying a challenge. Good. There's a challenge. Well, look, I suggest that we meet. Blah blah blah. So that that's your first question. So you've identified a. A surface challenge and then when you meet them you're going to want to go much deeper in that challenge right so you, you're, you're probably going to they're probably going to try to ask you a bunch of questions and what you should always say to someone who asks you questions early on in the process say look i promise i will answer you all your questions um you know write them down or or, or i'll write them down i promise i'll get there but i need to ask you a few questions to make sure that i can help you that, that i really have some and you most people are open to that no you'll ask And the first questions you're gonna find out is you're gonna go deep, you're gonna dig deeper on that challenge that they talked to you about. They're gonna carry, you're gonna carry the conversation by asking them open-ended questions about what is on their mind or what's important to them. So that's the first part. I've I've got a few more. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk here for about five minutes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Go for it. Okay, okay. So that's number one. Identify a challenge. And then number two is is there a need or a want that you're going to try to uncover? And this is all through open ended questions, right? So when they answer something, you're going to build on that answer and you're going to find out need or want. Then you want to find out the motivation to buy, you know, that core. Why? Why is he in business? What is this all about? Right. And then you've got to find out, are they willing to invest? Are they committed to invest? Who's the competition? What's the urgency? How quickly do they need this to be settled? What's the decision making process? What's the timeline, right, and who's the competition? So there's about 10 of these things that you're looking for. And when you're looking for all these things, as a reminder, it'll help you guide you, particularly at first. And when I've gotten all these things, then I'm ready. Probably then after that, once I've accumulated all this information, then I'm ready to go there. Now, OK, so ask your question, because I know you had a question, because I'm going to talk for uh, an hour if I want.
0: I kind of put on my question, but uh, I like so I like, first of all, because you're right, and that is one thing that throws me off. Well, not throws me off, but where, where I have less practice on, I should say, is dealing with that, hey, I you know, they want to ask you questions. And often, you know, what, I, what I'm what i realizing and maybe it's just me and maybe I'm not setting up our call, my calls properly enough, is that the, the person usually comes with kind of um, Fa complete, like they know exactly what their problem is, right? And so it's more they're coming in with the frame of mind that they're vetting me more than me vetting them, um, because in their mind they like, like they know exactly what the problem is. It's like A, B, C. You know, my 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 staff doesn't have the competencies, or uh, I don't have the time, or whatever, whatever you know, whatever it ends up being. And so they start asking a whole bunch of questions to me, and I kind of get thrown off and like start answering them. Uh, so I can understand a bit more why now I, I end that call with like, I don't think I've asked enough questions because the reality at best was probably a 50, 50 interaction, right? Whereas me asking questions, them asking questions 50% of the time.
1: By the way, they are vetting you. If you ask the proper open ended questions, the client's always vetting you. He's always seeing, but you, I, I think it's a lot better to be vetted on intelligent questions that you're asking rather than you answering questions. And that'll come eventually if there's something you haven't answered, but your credibility is usually much more enhanced by, usually more enhanced by good questions rather than, in, in this early stage, by good answers. You know? mm-hmm. Although okay. good answers are important too. I mean, at one point, you're going to have to answer some questions. And and that's fine and that's good. But you know, the idea is if you're asking questions, a lot of their questions may be answered by what you're asking them. Mm. Um, and you know, you want to, it, it's sort of um, it's sort of a pyramid of importance, right? At first, it's uh, sort of what you do, right? What are the problems? What are the, the challenges? I'm going to use the Simon Sinek thing there, and then it's sort of how do you do it, right? Um, um, and so when
0: you talk about how, like you like, so what fine, let's say we know what the challenge is. Let's say I'll take an example. Let's, yeah, it's, it's, not an exact,
1: it's not an exact thing, but let's, let's, let's call it like the real, the problem at the surface, right?
0: Yeah. So, so that's the what. Like my, my reports are all out of whack, for example. Yeah, that's yeah. my what. So like your how could be something, well, like how have you been approaching it now? How have you been going around it? How you have been dealing with it? How you have been,
1: and your small why could be, well, why do you need these reports? Right? That's not your right. big why, right? It's just, but why, why do you want these reports? Right? And that's mm. small why we'll call it. I know Simon Sinek doesn't use that language, but, and then the big why is the motivation, like what's driving this person. Right. What's
0: so let's the- say we're like in that reports example, well, you know, the small why is like, well, I need to keep track of like how my marketing is doing, you know, but ultimately the big why is like, well, you know, I'm not driving enough leads, the salespeople don't have enough leads, and you no, know, the,
1: the big why is way bigger than that. The big why that, that's still small why I'm not driving. It's enough leads. The, the big why is why am I in business? <laughs> what am right. I trying to achieve? What's my vision? What's my mission? That's the big why, and everything in between it. There are levels of importance, but you're trying to find that all out. So, even it, you know, at first, it's you're right. I'm not getting the right reports. I don't like the dashboards I'm getting. Okay, well, why do you need the reports? Okay, blah 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 blah. And what are you hoping to achieve? What's what are the business objectives? Well, we want to grow by this much. Okay, why do you want to grow so much? Ah, because we're number two. You want to be number one? And then what happens? Well, ten years from now, I can retire. Okay, so that's that's <laughs> ultimate objective. Ultimate mm-hmm.
0: I like that. And then what happens? <laughs> I know there's no list of questions, but I like I like I like that I like that question.
1: Yeah, and then what happens? It's it's a great question. You know, I didn't. Make that either there's a lot of great sales people who use that you know like so what happens after that you know why is that important why is that important you know what is what is it you're trying to achieve what are you hoping to get you know tell me more about that you know these are all these are the best questions Mm. (laughs) you know when someone says my business is not doing well okay why do you think it's not doing well and say if you're going well if you had this great crm it would do this it would do that you do this do that it would control your car okay it might be true but you haven't taken the time to understand. So these, tell me more, uh, why is that important to you? What are you hoping to achieve? Um, and then what happens? You know, These, these are all great, awesome questions. You know, and they bring you to, first of all, to ask those questions, you need to be listening. You need to be listening to the answers and you'll get there. And Fab, I hate to tell you this, but the only way to get good at this is to practice. And you can either practice on clients, right? And, yeah. or you can do role plays with me nice. or whoever, but that is the best. I just did this with a, a group of people cause I, you know, I do some training with people sometimes. And, and, you know, I think it's very clear what I'm saying, but until you've tried it, it's very different. If I show you mogul skiing on TV, you say, yeah, I get it. You know, you turn here, you plant your pole here, you go over, you turn in in, in the crest of the mogul and you jump over the mogul. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. And then you get them on the mogul run. It's like they're falling all over the place, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, it looks easy when, when you see yeah. people, especially when you see experts doing it, right? Like playing hockey, basketball, it all, looks, it all looks easy when you're watching it on TV until you realize that it's not so easy when you haven't done it before.
1: And what I say to people who don't have a huge network of people they can role play with or test it with, and they don't want to try it on their clients and lose all their valuable clients, try it on family members, you know? You know, use use your open ended questioning strategy, use your questioning strategy on people, you know, yeah, do the role plays with them. Say, you know, your wife, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions, you know, think of a motivation and I'm going to try to get to it. Okay. And it's and it's building on what the person said to you. Yeah, the hardest part. Yeah, the hardest part. And then your ultimate question is, when do you know you've asked enough questions? Well, you have that list in your head. Usually you were talking about before there, the Yeah. yeah. And once, once you have that motivation to buy, what really motivates you? The key element, the motivation. You know, I want to sell my business. I want to grow my business, whatever. Once you're there, usually you, you, you've really gotten to a point where um, where the person's opened up to you and they've said a lot to you. Now, of mm-hmm. course, there's identifying the challenge, the need they want are they committed to solving the issue Are they are they willing to invest have you found out what they're really willing to invest in and, and these these are all questions that can come along so if the person says well I'm trying to achieve this I'm trying to achieve that okay so if we come back to the issue at hand you know marketing's not working well so how, how important is marketing in this priority well it's super important because we have the operations we have everything else but it's just we're not getting out there enough and we're not being heard enough so it's gonna make a big difference. The machine's ready, we're just not utilizing it properly. Okay. And how important is this for you to solve? Well, we wanna get it done as quickly as possible. Okay, so it's a priority. Mm. Who's involved in the decision making process, right? These are all things that are gonna come out in the strategy and they might, sometimes you just find them out without having to ask a question, which is wonderful.
0: Yeah.
1: So once you have all these things, you usually say so, then you can even say, so I think, you know, when, once you've asked a lot of good questions, first of all, your client's gonna say, wow, that's a really good question. Let me think about that. You know, when they say that's a good question or I had never thought of that, you know, and and you see it in their eyes, oh, that's a good one. You know, and you're making them think you're making their their wheels turn. Then, you know, you're doing a good job. And then at the end, when you feel you had enough say, look, I think I have enough here to present something or to give you an idea. And then you can say to them, if I, you know, bring then that's where you start sort of pre-closing and you know, bring an idea for you, are you willing to go forward, but you already know when they want to get this done. You know what their budget is. You, you know, you know everything. It's it's an easy close at that point, right? So, yeah. when, and basically you've asked enough questions in my mind when the client's almost asking you, okay, so when can we start? <laughs> or, uh, you know, when, yeah. I, when I get your presentation, you know, I'd like to get this going as quickly as possible. Right
0: now. Yeah. Cause I think, I think was that trick for me and I'm, and. And you know, I'm not I'm not one of the sales I've worked with, but I've I've seen it. It's like I think there's a lot of misconception in a way, where it's like it's almost like the end goal is to be able to send off your proposal or to review your proposal or whatever whatever your process is. But what I'm hearing you say is like the end goal is really to ask your questions. Like once you've asked your questions, I mean the rest is almost just paperwork. I, I mean, I, I, in an ideal world, you're- obviously.
1: You know, depending on, yeah, per, depending on what you're selling. I mean, your presentation, if you're selling something highly technical and they need to see the specs and the stats, I mean, I understand. But, you know, your presentation in, 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 in a service world is often just, you know, a confirmation of what you've said and how you can fix things. But sometimes you don't even need a presentation. You know, I can tell you honestly that in the last two years, I don't think I think I gave one sort of presentation you know and it was more on you know what what they should expect because they'd already sort of confirmed they want to move forward and, and that's you know but again i'm not i'm not selling a technical product so you know you've asked enough questions when you feel the person wants to buy right when you feel the person wants to solve that issue when you feel the person understands now what a lot of sales do as well which is we try to fit a square peg in a round hole because, you know, we don't have enough in our sales funnel. So we're kind of desperate and we're just trying to, we're trying to, you know, do the hard close. Um, and, and if you, if you're there and if you're at that level and you're trying to do the hard close, you, you probably haven't qualified properly, you haven't asked the right questions. If you ask the right questions, you will, you will disqualify them. They won't disqualify you <laughs> by not answering your calls, you know?
0: hmm And so, you know, and and I know we've talked a lot lot about this, or at least we've talked about this in kind of our our multiple sales process episodes, but um, like, you know, obviously you schedule some time for your discovery call and, you know, whatever you schedule 45 minutes and, and you have your call and things are going well. And, you know, then ultimately the prospect is like, okay, cool. Can you send me the proposal? And then you're kind of going mentally or because you have it next to you, your list of things you need to discover so and you're realizing there's still stuff missing uh but you're kind of running up on the hour and they have a hard stop um like you would just kind of go about it and be like i'd love to send it off to you but i still need to there's still a few more things i need to discover yep. uh, or to understand and so the next best step the best step the next step for me excuse me is i need to set up another yep. some other time with you some Absolutely. more time with
1: you. if you don't have the information you need don't send out the proposal if you if you don't have everything you need, don't send off a proposal, don't send off a presentation. You need to make sure you have all of the elements that are going to make a difference. Because then you're 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 you want to avoid shooting into the dark, which is what you're doing. Right? So yeah, I, I've I've done it. I've no problem saying people. So listen, I I don't think you know. I know we had a hard timeline. I was hoping to get everything I need, but I do feel that there's more questions that need to be answered on my behalf before I can uh, appropriately. Uh, decide on the path we need to take. You know, can we schedule another call next week, the week after, tomorrow, in an hour, <laughs> whatever it might be, to continue the process? Because if you're so afraid, oh, I can't do that, there, and I don't want to talk, meet me again. Well, you probably haven't done a good job, and they're probably not going to buy from you if you feel they need to kick you out and never want to talk to you again.
0: You yeah, you and I think most people, people it. It? most people are open to it. Uh, I mean, I've, I've rarely, I don't. I don't think I've ever encountered anybody that said like, no, no, if, if you have more questions, forget about it. You know, like, this is it. Uh, I think that everybody's already always more open. I think it's just, again, I think it's like this kind of, for me anyway, um, is is this change, this frame change, frame change, but where it's not about your sale doesn't happen at the proposal, right? Your Your sale happens during your questioning. And so
1: it, the goal is
0: to ask questions. It's not, to get through quote, your proposal is a confirmation of sorry
1: about that your sorry. proposal is a confirmation of what you will be selling so your proposal is a confirmation of what they need if you're if if your proposal again it depends what business you're in but if you're selling a service and you've had a long conversation you're just it's not even a proposal. It's sort of like just a confirmation of what you know. What's next, right? Yeah, this is what we've talked um, about. This is what's next. This is what we talked about. Correct. You know, it, but if you're selling and your, if, if you're selling in a pitch in a proposal, it's it's um, it's not. You know, depend again, depending on the on, on, on what you're doing, it's it's not the best way to do it. You know, if it's an RFP too, I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, you know, and there are de- definitely good ways of going to RFPs. You need to find out as much as possible because often RFPs are not as RFPs as you think, uh, RFP'd as much as you think. Um, you know, there's always, you know, some guy who's got one shoe in, I, you know I got to put an RFP, but you know, you'll be on the list. Just make sure you do this, 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 and that. Well, you, you want to be that person. You want to be the one that says, okay, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, you're a trusted partner. This is what we're looking for. You know, we have to put the RFP out, but we really believe in you. So we're hoping you're going to, You know, come up with this, and of course, all legal and all that. But you know, you often have a preferred partner, and you know. Anyways, won't get into that. But there are what you want to make sure is that you're you're selling as much as possible. That you're 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 finding out as much as possible, and that you're selling by asking questions. You're selling by showing your expertise of the questions you're asking. Mm. That you understand the nature, and that the person on the other side saying. I want to deal with Fab because Fab asked me great questions. He understands, he, he knows what it is. He took the time to understand my business and I feel he's going to be able to get there and, and you know when it's getting,
0: you know. And so and maybe this is very specific to me. So I'll try to find like I'll ask you my specific to me because I know it. I
1: it was a selfish episode. So it good. is a selfish
0: episode. You're right. Poof. I don't need to worry <laughs> about it. Um, when you talk about like de- demonstrating your expertise um, through your questions is, and I, and I struggle with this, right? Cause you don't want to give away stuff for free quote unquote. Um, but let's say, let's say yesterday I had a discovery call and we were talking and the guy said something about HubSpot, which, which was no longer true. HubSpot updated their platform and there's kind of new stuff available now. And so I kind of corrected him, not corrected him. I told him like, Hey, did you know that blah, blah, blah. Are you kind of using it now? And he didn't know, but then I, I'm always kind of reticent because I'm like, well, is this, am I giving away too much? Like, is this part of the consulting? Is, you know what I mean? Like, so uh, the, the one
1: who told me, don't be afraid to give away valuable information. That's true. <laughs> I would do it
0: on the air live, but
1: when I'm one-to-one, forget about it. And, and, and here's the thing too, is that um, giving a little bit of information also in a certain situation can help people out. Like, you know, I've, I've had those conversations too. like. You know, the person's almost desperate for a quick answer while you're on the phone. So you can just say, well, the first thing you can do is this right or that or what's the issue. And that's often demonstrating that you've got one shoe in when they're already. Hey, so I I don't know what to do. We need to move forward or or, you know, when can we start? You 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 get a really good feeling for when you've asked enough questions. Now, I've got to say, and I don't know if it's just me. I don't think it's just me. I think there's a lot of salespeople. But I have a real interest in people and their businesses. I have a genuine personal, like if I meet someone on the weekend and they're telling me about their business, I find it fascinating. This is something I like, unless it's really boring business. But I'm usually fascinated by hearing about people's businesses and I want to know more. So that natural curiosity often carries me into asking questions that matter to those people. And people can feel that when you're really interested. I think we've said this before. When you meet yeah. that, that that person or that, you know, I don't want this to sound bad, but, you know, when you're like 21 and you're at a wedding and there's a bunch of 15-year-olds and they're bored to death. And you're the person who can sit down and you ask them a few questions about what interests them, and they totally become engaged with you and they start talking to you, you know, like the kids, you know, the young guys telling you about his, you know, going to the skate park and, And then you're asking, well, what's a good skateboard and he's getting into it and he's telling you all the stuff like that's engaging in someone's interest. Well, if you're talking to a business leader or someone who's an executive in a business, they they're engaged usually hopefully in what they're doing. And and they're going to you're asking them questions about that. Well, it's going to get there. And I'm sorry, I don't care what you're selling to a business person in a B2B situation. You're always helping their business. So to find out about their business, some people say, "Well, that's not related to my pro- product." You know, I sell um, I sell ten thousand dollar fax machines. Well, you're totally wrong. Your ten thousand dollar fax machine is a cog in his wheel. He's not buying your fax machine because he likes it. First of all, why is he buying your fax machine? And and <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, "Oh man, if you're selling fax machines, unless it's doctors in Quebec." from <laughs> <Yeah>, there. <exactly. laughs>
1: and and so you know basically essentially it, it's always related to their business everything you sell whether you're selling accounting systems uh marketing services sales services uh no matter what it is uh you know cabinetry for their for their workshop uh furniture um you know telephone systems uh, software all of it it's all related to their business you know They're not there for your product. They're there because of their passion. So if you have a true interest, you're going to ask those questions. And you're going to know as you're getting there that, wow, this is really interesting. Now, when I started, I'll tell you a story, okay? When I started in sales, a long time ago, uh, 30 years years ago, I used to get a real passion out of asking people about their businesses. But at that point, I won't tell you what I sold, but I didn't really believe in my product that much. I was just a sales guy. I was just out of university and needed a job, but I really knew how to ask questions. But I didn't make the connection to my product that much because it really, my product wasn't all that great. You know, I didn't, I did, I didn't believe it. it was a good product, but I just, I didn't believe in it. So the connection wasn't made. But I was good at asking those questions. I just wasn't good at tying it to what I could do afterwards, business wise. Yeah. It's time, I started selling stuff that I believed in, and then, then I made the connection. But my questioning strategy, whether I was selling way back when, you know, telecom services or after that um, advertising or after that software, it was all about the business. And if you're asking those questions, you're going to feel it. So how do you know you've asked enough questions? Well, I can tell you 99% of people, you haven't asked enough questions. And you haven't asked the right questions because often your questions are way too closed. And if you try to get there with closed-ended questions, it'll take you a year. So you know, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> build on what the person is telling you. So build the questions on what they're telling you. Remember those key elements, identify the challenge, the need, the want, the motivation, the urgency, their timeline, the decision maker process. Are they willing to invest? Are they committed to investing? Are they committed to investing? Do they have a budget? Who's the competition? You cover all that in
0: depth, you're ready to go. Right. And, I, and I, what I like and, you know, it's funny because I am I also used to I'm also generally curious about people's business, but I I tend to limit myself. Right. Like if I ask about, you know, what's their billing process, I don't know, whatever, whatever, you know, I feel like, oh, well, that's unrelated and I'm getting too far away from my core core topic. Uh, this is going to lead me down a dead dead end. But, you know, what I'm realizing and also obviously doing these shows and like. Like we have conversations, but doing shows where we interview people, you realize like when you reach a dead end, well, you just ask another question, right? Like it's not, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not stuck there. Um, and so well, what, what, I'm, what I'm doing to say is like spend time also just discovering about the business and, yeah. and getting you know, them excited that, about talking to you.
1: Yeah. And you know, you're just talking about the billing information. You know, you're just saying, Oh, what's your yeah. you know, you feel I'm going too too in depth. Well should you really be bringing up the billing unless he brought it up if he says oh you know and billing's a real pain and and you know because the way we've marketed stuff we're not getting the right kind of clients and well then then tell me more about that you know so your your real questioning strategy comes when you say tell me more about that why is that important to you what happens next you know those are the real those are the real questions once they've said something to you like tell me about your challenges and then you know uh, having a hard time with marketing uh you know we're, we're you know then it gets you the next level sorry i cut you off before you were saying
0: something no 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 that's good i mean i uh, i think i had covered it but i think that's it's starting to make sense right and i think i mean for me my big takeaway is is more that that frame shift from like the sale happens at the proposal versus the sale happens you know and i know and i know it's not about friendship but you know like the 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 like Jeffrey Gittimer that everybody knows when you're in sales. Like he he used to say this thing, like people given I don't know the exact quote, but it's like, if two things, it, all things being equal, people prefer buying from their friends or, or something that in fact, and I don't think necessarily as much about friends, but as more like if you're the one who's the most excited about their business and they're the ones that you're the one that they're looking forward to talking to because they know they'll get to talk about everything and not just marketing or sales or, you know, whatever you're selling. I think that makes it exciting, especially the higher up you go in the chain, right? Like, you know, a CMO is going to have a lot of different concerns than like a marketing director and a CEO is going to have a lot of, so the more you can talk about different things, the more you can build that rapport, that relationship and be quote unquote friendly, um, the more chances you are of running away with the business.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't don't mean to be a stickler, but I'm not sure, is it friendly? I guess it's friendly, but it's not, you're not developing necessarily friendship. You're developing an interest in what they're doing, you know? I see it more as- Yeah, I've been
0: friendly more in terms of like, you know, because I mean, you know, we've all been there, you know, you're kind of like, you know, you have a demo with a salesperson and you just don't want to do it because it's going to be all their stuff. And it's just, but then you have these great salespeople and you're like, you feel a rapport with them. I mean, I guess friendly is not- Not the best term to use. You just said
1: building rapport,
0: you know. But it's like it's almost beyond. Like it's not the building rapport in the way that you would. Like I don't know, a lot of sales blogs and all that. It feels sometimes over. Like you're engineering this rapport building, but the reality is more how you say. Like if somebody on the weekend would talk to you of other business, you'd be genuinely interested. Well, I want to challenge you with your call, right?
1: I want to challenge you on what you just said. Yes, you are engineering. You are engineering a situation where you're building a rapport. And the reason you're doing that, you might have true interest. Now, if you're an honest person, you have true interest and, and you the sincerity will flow through and that'll help you a lot. But you're still engineering the situation where you're sitting down and you're asking questions to get that person to open up so that you can find out more so you can help them. And I even tell them at the beginning of the process, listen, I have a lot of questions to ask you. I'm mean, going to answer all your questions, but I need to find out if there's a fit and I need to find out what it is I can do for you. So do you mind if, if I ask you these questions? No, no, of course, go ahead. And then... So so you are engineering that that situation, you know, whereas on the weekend at a wedding, wherever, when you're meeting someone new, it's a little more natural, usually. You're not saying to them, hey, for me to understand you as a person, I need to ask you all these
0: questions. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. But I mean, the, the the context is different too, right? I mean, you meet somebody at a wedding. Yeah. It's usually less less of a, you know, when you're talking to a salesperson, everybody, sh- everybody comes to that call with all these like yeah uh, walls and, and whatever, bulletproof vests and stuff like that. And these shelter all around them, uh, so so there is. You're right. There is that engineering. I think I, what I meant. I meant it more in a pejorative term, where it's like, oh, you're trying to like trick them or in. manipulate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, manipulate. Yeah, that would be the right. The but
1: right you way. know, uh, if, if we take the positive side of manipulation, you're manipulating the conversation so that it's more about them than about you. So that that's that's true. You know, you want to yeah. you want to you want to push the now if the person's really insisting on knowing a lot about you of course you'll you'll you know you'll open up like if you have a really pushy client says hey look look hey hey, hey, no you gotta answer my questions now say okay you know fair enough you know and then you'll you'll answer the questions first of all you're finding out what type of character the person is but you're also you're seeing way more quickly um what the options are and what type of person you're dealing with and you're still going to ask those those open-ended questions you're still gonna get there and and like i said before those those key questions usually the great questions are: What happens next? You know, why is that important? And, and you know, uh, tell me more. You know, those are the really, but you know, and the why is that important or what happens next is often, in my experience, the what happens next is the one where I've gotten the most like, oh wow, no one's ever asked me that. before. That's a good question. Right, and it's probably the, the simplest question in the world. And if you just put yourself in that mindset of what happens next, you know the example is oh we're all going uh you know we're all running uh the marathon on da-da-da-da. okay well why why are you doing the marathon well it's important da, 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 okay and and you know what happens next right? it just makes people think it puts them in that in that state of mind and so if you if you don't have a few of those aha moments if your client doesn't get a few of those oh wow you know it's it's it, but if he gets a few of those oh that's a good question oh wow that's great then you're more likely uh, to have built the kind of rapport and made them understand that you can really make a difference.
0: Right. I love it. Are we done? You know what I, think I think that was a good, good wrap up. You, you know what I really want to do? Aha moments. You know, you know, what we
1: should really do now.
0: Right. We should role play. <laughs> we could role play. I have a hard stop soon, but we could role play for about 10 minutes. Well,
1: we don't have to do it now, but I think we should do one. We should do maybe that would be
0: a great episode on its own.
1: Yeah, no, so, follow up is the role play to Fab asking questions, and we'll we'll set it up. So I'll be the client want me to be. I'll have some information. We'll set it up so that it's entertaining for you guys. <laughs> it, it's important because I think that's where you have to. I'm I'm saying this to everyone. I'm saying this to me. I'm not I'm not excluded from this. I think we all need to practice. we yeah. all need to, to 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 do it. So again. Right now, it's like I've sort of shown you how to mogul ski. Now you have to go and try to mogul ski. Mogul ski, right.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Bob. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Afternoon, evening. (laughs) Bye.